Welcome back to a mental health break. I'm your host and author of the book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancey. I'm Lauren Nielsen. I'm Miss Sarasota County, USA, which means I'll be going competing for Miss Florida, USA over the summer in hopes of winning and going to Miss USA and Miss Universe. I hope you all enjoyed the first bonus episode last week of How Writing Helps. And for this week, we have another value-filled episode headed your way. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit-and-run accident while on foot. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create this podcast that is all things mental health. Each week, I interview mental health professionals and advocates from around the globe to share their authentic stories relating to mental health. I think it's a great time to get into one of my favorite parts of the show as it is. I think it's a great time to get into one of my favorite parts of the show as it is time for the I think it is now time to get into one of my favorite parts of the show, the last word. On each episode, on I think I think it's a great time to get into one of my favorite parts of the show, as it is time for the I think it's a great time to get into one of my favorite parts of the show, as it is time for the I think it's a great time to get into one of my favorite parts of the show, as it is time for the. I think it is now time to get into one of my favorite. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, we met in uh, my master's degree class, and um, the reason I felt connected to you was uh, I struggled with a um, ten-year eating disorder, and so through pageantry, I overcame that, and um, I really studied about mental health and how um, most eating disorders are co-occurring. So a lot of people that deal with anxiety and depression um, also have, you know, maybe an eating disorder or. Um, they have depression or they fall into alcoholism. So I really started uh, learning about how they're all like interconnected and how important mental health is. Well, we're grateful to have you on the show because of your perspective to share to students across the country and you're going to give them the confidence they need to push through, I think. And it's a great time here, Lauren, to get into the main event. On each episode, my guests and I will go over this series of questions to help others improve their mental health. You ready to go? Let's do it. Great. So many would agree that the more common or at least talked about types of mental health disparities are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders. Which areas did you come across the most? Well, kind of backing off, um, backing up to what I said earlier was, you know, oftentimes they're co-occurring. Um, so I do notice that a lot of people nowadays do tend to have anxiety, depression, but it seems to be co-occurring in almost every mental um, health issue that we see people having, whether it be, you know, falling into alcoholism and then falling into addiction with drugs. Um, many, many people struggle with addiction. Um, it's very, very high statistic, and um, it's also genetic in some aspects. So oftentimes, you know, if dad was an alcoholic, it can be passed down to you. So um, it really just depends on kind of what I've seen the most. But I have seen that, you know, I always boil it down to this is I think everyone's looked in the mirror at one point or another and was unhappy with, you know, what they saw. Hold on, I'm outside. 
Um, so anyways, uh, to mirror and see something that they don't like. And, you know, oftentimes people take drastic, unhealthy measures to um, achieve what they want to achieve. Um, and so I think everyone can relate in some aspect to, you know, not feeling good enough or measuring up. And um, some people take drastic measures to kind of make that outward appearance measure up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's very well said. And now that you've gotten into this mental health advocacy, can you describe that moment for us when you first decided that, okay, either a career relating to mental health or the advocacy to start was going to be the right path for you? So when I started, uh, when I finally overcame my eating disorder, I decided that I didn't want any young woman or man or, or any age to struggle the way that I did. And um, I knew that I wanted to make a change. And so I started my own um, platform called Uniquely You, where I would go into schools and um, community centers and talk about how to have a healthy body, mind, and soul through exercise and nutrition, and just really building up self-confidence. Um, because I think a lot of people fall into unhealthy habits because they don't know the correct healthy habits to have. And once they fall in love with themselves, and that's, I think, the, the core of it all is loving themselves, then they want to make healthier choices for themselves. And so um, through pageantry, I've had a lot of opportunities to go speak on behalf of, you know, my personal testimony and sing for eating disorder walks and raise money. And I actually had a chance to go to Washington, D.C. and advocate um, for better legislation for those struggling with eating disorders and um, getting more coverage for treatment facility centers. And so I've had a lot of opportunities to expand um, kind of what I went through and make this conversation a more had conversation, because I think oftentimes it's very much sweeped under the rug and people think it's, it's a choice. And it, it's not, it's, it's a mental disorder. And, um, you know, when, when people with eating disorders look in the mirror, it's, it's, a, it's a perception of themselves that is distorted. And so I think oftentimes people think it's just you know, something that people choose, and it's not a big deal. And it actually has the highest mortality rate of any mental disorder other than um, now the opioid crisis. So it is it is right. a killer. And it's um, a silent killer that people don't talk about. Well, I definitely admire your ambition to take your speaking further with it. I was also speaking in front of legislature here in Florida, though, for causes that are dear to my heart with Tampa General Hospital. But since you are on this journey now sharing your story, what advice can you now offer to our listeners as what may be considered a potential early sign that they may be developing a mental illness? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so when you look in the mirror and, and maybe see something distorted and, and you know, um, I often use that mirror example just because so many of us look and see, you know, oh, I'm ugly or oh, I'm fat. And, you know, our friends are thinking, what are you talking about? You're absolutely healthy. Um, so some signs specifically is if you see people um, hiding food in their bedrooms, that can be a binge eating disorder. Um, if you see people always going to the bathroom after after meals, um, that could be a sign of bulimia. Um, with anorexia, people looking just um, unhealthy and malnutritioned. Um, there's a difference between being thin and healthy and then being abnormally skinny and not getting the nutrition that you need. Um, there's definitely a lot of um, people with eating disorders tend to make up excuses and lies. Um, to hide what they're going through. And so, you know, like a friend coming to yep. dinner all the time and saying, I've already eaten or I don't feel good. Um, just things like that. And as a good friend and as somebody like always don't blame the person, but come to it with a, a loving heart and an open heart and an open mind and say, you know, I've been, I've been having you on my heart and I've been thinking about you. You know, I've kind of noticed something might be a little up with you. Do you want to talk about it? Um, never come at it as a combative um, conversation because then their red flag is going to go up and they're going to get defensive. But always make sure that you're there talking to them or get a parent involved, a friend involved, um, 
you know, a dietitian, somebody get them connected with someone because, you know, the sad thing is there's over 30 million people are diagnosed with eating disorders, but really only one out of 10 get treatment. So it's often something that stays with them for the rest of their lives um, or they never get treatment for it and they never fully get past it. And so if we can intervene as a friend and get them the help that they need, I think that's the most important thing is to pick up on those warning signs and those signals and, and just be a kind friend and step in, know that they're there for them and let them open up to you. Yeah. You mentioned something interesting I want to touch on. You said, instead of going at them in a combative way, approach the conversation differently and you might be able to help them. Do you have any advice that maybe a good starting area for that to start that conversation? Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, as someone who had an eating disorder, I, my friends were great friends that were looking out for me, but they, you know, it's, it's a difficult subject. So I never put anyone down for how they handle it, but right, they definitely right. came at me like, what are you doing? And fix yourself. And, and they, they didn't understand as to my reasoning as to why I even developed an eating disorder. And if, if people would have a more, um, understanding mindset of, you know, people deal with struggles in different ways and none of them, um, are to say are worse than another when dealing with mental disorders, but just say, look, I have been noticing that you're not quite yourself. Um, I just want you to know that you're beautiful. I love you inside and out. Can I help you with anything? Is there anything that you want to talk to me about? Um, just being and listening and keep bringing up that conversation that they they know you're noticing that something's up and then if it does get to a point where you know your conversation is not helping then you need to get somebody to intervene and whether that be a parent or a family member or you know a doctor friend or somebody that can maybe reach them um, that's super important because we're not always apt to um, be the right person to maybe necessarily have somebody be heard well um, or, or understand so I'm constantly, you know, bringing up that conversation, like don't give up that first time because oftentimes they will play it off. And so bringing that conversation back up and if you're not the right person to maybe reach them, reach out to somebody who you think would. In life, in every situation, there are people who may be qualified to give you that advice, the proper advice, and maybe people who are looking out for you have your best interests, but they may not be qualified to give you the correct way to handle that situation. So excellent points. But here, Lauren, if you could pick two, and I say only two because I want your two most important answers here, what would the two most important things that our listeners can do on both a daily or short-term basis and a long-term basis to improve their mental health from your experiences? And let's start with the short-term. Okay, so my answer is a bit interesting in the fact that the short-term and long-term are the same and just kind of different um, guidelines to go. go. Yes, so... I would say hands down exercise and nutrition. And I think when I say that people always get a little scared and they're like, oh, well, I don't want to go on a diet and I don't want to have to go to the gym every day. I'm not saying that. I'm saying move your body every day, whether that be gardening or going for a walk or riding your bike, just moving your body, you know, taking your baby out for a walk on the stroller, walking your dog, getting outside. Moving your body is so important for your overall health. It helps your mind. It helps your body. It helps your soul. It gives you time to stay. I always say exercise is an extremely important thing. And you can so, so, yep. so, so, so start small. Um, you know, it, it can just be as simple, you know, getting off the couch and, and doing daily chores and housework. So it doesn't have to be, you know, full-blown exercise. And then having nutrition. So having healthy nutrition, um, you know, incorporating more, more leafy greens, more vegetables and more fruit. And you might say, well, I don't like salads or I don't like fruit and vegetables. Well, blend them up in a smoothie or, you know, go out and buy a really good greens powder. Um, 
I was really, really lucky to have fallen into um, a love for this company called Prove It. And um, what they do is they found a way to biohack your body into ketosis. And I was always tired. And so I was eating healthy, exercising, but I needed a cleaner source of energy. And I knew that I wasn't getting all of the, the dietary needs that I needed. And um, it, they actually formulated a way that um, it creates bioidentical ketones to what our body actually creates. And so every single day I'm living my life in a state of ketosis, which gives me incredible energy and focus and weight loss and all of the things. So I always encourage people to find good supplements um, and eat as, as I say from the earth as you can, just because it is going to make you feel better over time. And I love helping coach people on how to eat um, for their types of what their palate likes and how to do it in the best way so that they can still live their life and enjoy their food, but um, making it you know, more catered towards their lifestyle. Yeah, excellent points. Again, at the end of the show, everybody stick around. You'll find out how to look at her content, find out what she's talking about now. Now she's mentioning nutrition. Here are all things that with the proper guidance, they're not expensive and you can start eating right because when you eat healthy, your mindset becomes more healthy too. But Lauren, I know about some of the things you're up to because we met. Now, please take the time to share with our audience some other ways you plan on raising awareness for the importance of mental health in the future. Yeah, so I partner a lot with the Eating Disorder Alliance um, here in Tampa. I sang at Raymond James Stadium last year for their um, annual eating disorder walk, and I will be there again this year. Um, it's a really inspiring time where people get up and share their testimonies, and we raise a ton of money. Um, I want to continue to legislate on behalf of people that can't afford treatment um, in D.C. That's near and dear to my heart because treatment is very expensive for eating disorders, but it's, it's extremely, yeah. extremely necessary. Mm. Um, and just kind of telling my own story about how, you know, a pageant girl that was also a performer, um, you know, who may have looked beautiful on the outside was, you know, just dying on the inside. And um, I turned this negative into a really positive in my life. And I definitely want to make sure that all young women, young men, and people of all ages really understand that they are, they're enough just the way that they are. It's such a subject that needs more attention, needs more knowledge behind it, needs more advocates to go ahead and let other people know that it's okay to be in the position you're in because you have overcome it. When you see someone with your story, how you transform to now this huge advocate who has their hands in so many areas to help mental health, I think that can help a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hope so. That's my, my goal and passion in life is just to help others. Well, it's been a great episode so far, Lauren, and I think it's a great time to get into the spotlight story. On each episode, I share a mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they're healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. For today's episode, I will now share the mental health-related story on Catherine McPhee. In this write-up, I learned that McPhee struggled with eating disorders and this adversely affected her mental health. It was great to read that she has now rebounded and focuses on mindfulness and healthy habits. She's a big influencer for all things being and feeling confident. And as we all know, that is a crucial part of feeling mentally healthy. I'd like to now share a quote from Catherine in regard to her eating disorder and quote, yeah, but it's more that your body is going to go through changes every few years, especially as a woman and knowing, okay, I have to make a shift now. My body definitely changed in the last year, so I fluctuated more than I did. So it's about being sensible and eating what you want, but only to the point where you're not stuffed and just being kind to yourself. I'm in a place where I'm trying to find more balance, less torture, and more moderation. Lauren, 
What do you take away from this story relating to mental health? I absolutely love her, um, that, that quote. And especially at the very end there, um, you know, as a woman, you know, I plan to have kids eventually, um, you know, as women, our bodies are constantly changing and understanding that that's okay, that we go through seasons of life where, you know, exercise might not be our top priority. Now what taking care of our children might be or our careers. And we're not always going to have, you know, the six pack ab that maybe we had when we were 15 years old and understanding that, you know, as time goes on, as our bodies, you know, start to get older, loving yourself from the inside out and understanding that our bodies will get older and we're not always going to look the same, but loving ourselves from the inside out will help us love our bodies on the outside as well. Um, and also just that last sentence where balance, balance is so important to understand. It really took me a long time, even after overcoming my eating disorder to understand like, it's okay to have that pizza. It's okay to miss the gym, having balance because living a regimented life where you don't enjoy is not a life that I want to live. Having moderation, you know, um, I just went to Columbia, had a great lunch, you know, didn't worry about what I ate, um, but I'm going to go to the gym after. And so just finding that balance and what works for you in your lifestyle, finding a place where you're happy with yourself is it's truly um, so important. Absolutely. You can't be kind to others and really help others in a full capacity until you're kind to yourself and you take care of yourself. Exercise is crucial. And I'm the same way. I'm very conscious of what I eat when I'm home, if I'm cooking, but if I want to have a meal somewhere, I'm not going to say no because that's what I enjoy doing is having Absolutely. great meals sometimes. So very similar there. But Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I loved how you shared your vulnerable moments because that is really what helps other people the most. I loved how you gave proper advice to help people approach that conversation if they see a friend who could really use a good friend to look out for them. And I also love how you're so involved with what you're passionate about. You found companies to team up with. You've done several collaborations together and you're only just beginning because you're still in school. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I think it is a great time to get into one of my favorite parts of each episode, the last word. I also do this on my other podcast series because I want the listeners to really have the opportunity to get to know each of my guests. Is there something that you would like to share with our listeners that we did not get to touch on yet today as your last word? Well, we touched on it just a little bit, but I would love to delve into it a little bit more just because I never really looked at myself as an entrepreneur until um, you know, I was really into the health and fitness industry as an eating disorder um, advocate for you know, overcoming eating disorders. I decided that I really wanted to go into that field of really helping people. And when I fell in to prove it, ketone business, I just, my life was transformed. Um, I just feel so heartbroken that people wake up oftentimes and feel tired all the time and just worn out and they're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I really, truly think that this company is going to take off because it's changing lives. It's, it's helping people have that weight loss that they need. It's helping people have that cognitive function where they had brain fog all the time. And it's the truly, like the science behind it is absolutely incredible. It was actually formulated in a lab in Tampa. And Dr. Ryan Lowry, who went to the University of Tampa, was a baseball player there, um, was one of the formulators of ketones. And it's the only one in the world that is bioidentical to what our body makes. It's pure and therapeutic, so it's not synthetic into our body. And I really think it's going to take off. And it's already globally all over the world. And it just it's so it's just so well into the, the health and um, fitness industry that I'm in, just helping people feel at their best optimized state. Um, it's using that optimal fuel, using ketones for its glucose. So my body is in the healthiest state that it can be. And I just truly want to help others feel as amazing as they can, whether it be through diet, nutrition, getting them on uh, ketone supplements, and just being happy from the inside out. 
Absolutely. Would you mind now please taking the time to share your professional social media? And if you have a website, any ways for our listeners to follow your endeavors and request your services? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Diva Girl One. You can also follow me on my Miss Sarasota page, which is at Miss underscore Sarasota County USA. I'm also on Facebook on both of those. And then I do have a website, LaurenNielsen.org, for all of my performing, modeling, acting um, stuff that I do. So I, I'm a public speaker as well. So if you ever want to hire me to come in, sing, public speak, um, to model, I'm your girl and would love to collaborate. Be sure to check out her social media content and all of that great information because she is here to help. And it is also social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you like to use. We're at a mental health break on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and that entrepreneur show. Of course, my handles on all social media and YouTube are at Vincent A. Lancey, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you check out any of my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm Has Changed, all are on my website now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. That's all for this week, and I'll see you all on the next episode of A Mental Health Break.